Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, kicking off the 2023-24 season. Wow, I'm old. (laughs) Oh, anyway, shake that off. Joining me to kick off the first show of the season, it's not Matt. Matt is on holiday, wishing well and the family. It is super sub, the step-in Stefan. Sup, buddy? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, A little tired. That comes with age. (laughs) It's fine. That's fine. Just just start swinging from the start. Unbelievable. Uh, I was going to join in and say I feel exactly the same way, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now I also have um I have new headphones for the first time in my podcasting career. So I started podcasting in twenty sixteen, back in the days of y'all. And I um yeah. <laughs> and since then I've had the same set of headphones. It's kinda of like a I don't know, I should have updated them loads of times really. <laughs> they were dying for quite some time. And they finally just completely wow. completely died. Like it got to the point where I was having to really concentrate to hear people, <laughs> turn the volume right up. Yep. But I'm a bit of a nightmare with stuff like this. Like, if it works, I don't want to throw it away. Like, it, it still worked, roughly. And then, the you know, like, on these uh, headphones, you've got, like, the padding for your ears? Yep. And that had basically started to disintegrate and was stuck to my ears. <laughs> and oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, may- maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to put these out of pasture. <laughs> I mean, so, you've had headphones. headphones for like, what, seven odd years? Yeah. I must go through headphones probably a set a year if I'm lucky. I, I do think you're quite hard wearing on technology, though. Don't take that the wrong there, way. You are quite, you do tend to rip through stuff. I, I do find there are certain multiplayer online video games that I play <laughs> on a computer that have helped out. That and Tottenham Hotspur themselves, to be fair, watching them yeah. on the computer, there yeah. are reasons why keyboards, yeah. mice, and headphones don't last long. I'm very, very proud of your professionalism there that you brought it back to talking about Tottenham. That, of that's, course. That's good, because apparently that's why people listen to this madness. Yeah. This is episode 203 of oh, this Oh, wow. Show. That's mad. And I've been on a lot of them. <laughs> so, uh, like, oh, I mean, there was that one that you missed... No, um, no, I, 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 I missed, I missed a few now, and of but, course the show was cancelled last year because I was not well. So that is true. Um, uh, yeah, so so let's just kick this off with some admin. Let's do this. Um, first of all, for everybody who messaged me, who checked in with me, thank you very much. Uh, I am on the mend. That's 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 all I'm going to say about that. It was a horrible time, but I'm not getting better now. So thank you very much. So that's that. So let's just tick that box and move on. Let's not talk about that again. Let's hope I never have to do that again. Because <laughs> that <fun>. sucked. <laughs> um, the next bit of admin is this season, we're going to keep the weekly show. So once a week, you will get Spurs news during the whole season where we're going to talk about, obviously, the games that are being played and what's going on in our mental, up-and-down, crazy-ass club that is Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. There's never a dull week. Like, there's... No. Always something going on, you know, from an owner going to jail to, to all sorts of madness. It is always something. So, yes, that is staying. But we're also introducing a once-a-month special. Um, still free for now, unless people really like it, then I'm going to charge you money. <laughs> um, it's once a month, and we're basically going to pick a topic once a month, or we're going to use it to like promote a cause or something like that. Um, the first one was July, and we used it to discuss a book that's coming out um, from one of our listeners who's written a book. Um, that show went out in July. So the August special, basically going to pick a topic, and then for the show, it's just going to be that. We're just going to get right into it. Now, the August one is going to be our summer transfer window. So obviously that show is not going to come out until the window is actually closed, so it might be better to do that in September. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, probably actually, yeah, because you're yeah. gonna want. There's gonna be stuff. You know, I reckon there's gonna be stuff happening deadline day. Yeah, probably. Um, right. So let's shift that. Shift that one. So August, then we're gonna pick a topic and we're just gonna lay into it. 
I'll give you an example of a few of the stuff we've got listed down. So, like, so for example, one of the things is a, a literally think of like an essay, an essay topic where you write a question and then you dissect it. So the first mm-hmm. one was was Sol Campbell right to leave? Now that's going to be a fun show because that's going to be a yeah. I I have very entrenched views on this. <laughs> you do, I do, and I'm quite passionate about it. I'm not shy about. Um, my feelings on that particular gentleman <laughs> so um yeah that, that's just an example and it's just going to be a topic and we're just going to get stuck into it uh another one that someone suggested to me was literally to talk about pochettino to chelsea you know do we now, blame him have, who do we blame you've got very strong views on this yes yes we do um so it's gonna the idea is it's supposed to be like we're diving the topics and we're also going to play a little bit of devil's advocate because there's going to be topics on this where we're going to see eye to eye but what we're going to do is we're basically going to say, okay, we agree on this, so one of us is going to have to go away, do the research, and be the other side. <laughs> um, so every time every time there's a special, you are going to get both sides of it, and we're going to try and research it and try and make sure we really hammer each other, because we enjoy that anyway. It also helps us get a bit of tension out, you know? It's no good agreeing all the time. We need to fight. <laughs> so, I mean, I cannot wait for the podcast where someone has to turn around and say, well, to be fair to him, he did win more trophies at Arsenal than Tottenham won after he left. Hey, he? So, now, you know, that's going to be, be a fantastic you be, be fun, careful, yeah. <laughs> now, the worst thing about this is I did say I'd do it on a coin toss. I did say, like, so for that one, for example, say it's me and you doing that show. Yeah. We would both be like, no, the guy needs to burn in hell. So we would have to toss a coin to who's going to defend his decision. See, this, I... is where it, this is where it's funny because I am a little bit younger than you are. You are. So I first started following Spurs and a lot of that stuff had already, by the time I was old enough to get into football, yeah, that had already happened. Yeah. So therefore, my, my hatred for Sol Campbell is kind of a in kind of grown thing because I go to a Tottenham game and we all sing Hey Soul Campbell and when you everyone knows the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, but, don't sing it right now. <laughs> no. But actually my hatred for Soul Campbell is purely based on that. Because oh, okay. it happened it happened before I had the such involvement. Like if a player I don't know, let's say um Oliver Skip. Yep. He turns around on transfer deadline day and goes, nope, I'm out. Sod you guys. I'm off to Arsenal or to Chelsea to go join Poch or something and leaves us and goes wins loads of trophies and stuff like that. That would then hit me in the same way. The the, the actual comparison... I love Oliver Skip, but the actual comparison would be Harry Kane. Because you have to understand that that particular moment at Tottenham, we were not good. Yeah. And our shining light was a kid who came through the academy, was our now first team captain, loved the club, he always said, went on interviews saying he's staying, even though we had offers from AC yeah. Milan for him, all this rubbish. Yeah, don't worry, I'll sign a new deal in the summer. That's the summer, don't worry about it. And then didn't and then, and then left for Arsenal on a free. So if Harry Kane in January yeah. was to sign his pre-contract with Chelsea... With, with, yeah, <laughs> with anyone. Yeah, yeah then, then, then imagine that feeling, and that's how it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be an interesting because obviously I haven't quite got that, that because I wasn't following it at the time. No. You were. It, so, I, yeah. Yeah, well, I was at school, and you can imagine what that was like around oh, the gosh. Arsenal fans. Yeah. I mean, uh, anyway, shake that crap off. So, <laughs> um, the last bit of admin, uh, I say admin. It's it's not really sort of admin. This this is more kind of like a, a call to arms. Um, a lot of people would have noticed that Tottenham increased the ticket prices again this year. Um. They've done this uh, without any consultation of fan groups at all. Now, the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, various other fan groups, they've all, they're all there, they've been there a long time, and they always ask the club to consult to discuss these things, and the club just tend to ignore them, which I think is a horrible indictment with the way the club, and not just us, but many clubs just treat their fans, you know, their, their customers. But unlike other businesses where... If you're unhappy with the price of something, you go somewhere else. Football's not like that. You know, you don't, you're not a Tottenham fan. Oh, hang on a minute. They put the price up, right? I'm going to be a Chelsea fan. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, you they, basically, they are exploiting loyalty. They are exploiting fan love for the club 
for profit and for money. And what makes it worse is they're doing so on the basis that it's not a lot of money to them, but it is a lot of money to the fans that are going. So, yeah. so, the, so the increase... Um, I, I have some... I have some numbers here uh, supplied to me by the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. But the match day ticket prices have increased from between three and fifteen pounds for category B and category C games and between ten and seventeen pounds for category A games. And didn't Raising... I read that they've now made less category C games, they've upgraded a load yeah, of the you teams got it. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it. So the top price now for a single match just to go watch Tottenham is hundred and three pounds. Now, this is the thing, right? There are a lot of people listening to this, and I know, and I'm actually one of them as well. I can afford that, all right? It's not, no, don't get me wrong. Uh, that's not a brag or anything, but I'm just saying, I can afford that. And a lot of people can do it and afford it and go, for that, uh, yeah, I can afford it. But what I want you to do now is imagine that, you know, I'm a guy in my 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you can probably afford that. Mm-hmm. Could you afford two of those tickets? Like, if you want to take your partner. Now, now let's say you've got kids to go as well. Yep. All of a sudden, that's gone from... You're, you're taking them out. That's that's nearly 500 quid to go and watch one football match. Yeah, now, obviously, I mean, that's, that's the, the higher end. But even if you bring it down, you're still in the hundreds... If you then add into it... Say, food, say my situation. Yeah, my situation at the moment, I live outside of London. Yeah. So I am driving from... My house to London. Yep. Um, so let's say I drive to Stratford Westfields because that's where we normally park when we go into London. Yep. So I've got £12.50 or whatever it is in the ULES charge to get into London. Yep. I've then got £10 for a day's parking. I've then got what? Well, the petrol price to get to London. I've then got the tubes across London to get to the stadium. Like you say, chances are I'm not going by myself. I'm going to take either one of the kids just to really upset their Arsenal supporter dad or yep. the wife. Yep. Um, so that's two tickets. Yep. You've then, you're in London for the day, so that's food and drink on top of that. Yep. And at this point, I haven't even purchased the football ticket yet. No. And I'm already looking at my bank account going, uh, yeah, could probably watch it on telly. Yeah, and this is this is kind of the point because... A lot of people, like I said, my age, etc., we can afford it. Okay, we're going to go by ourselves. We can split the cost with whoever we're going with. But the short-sightedness of this, which keeps hitting me, is we all got addicted to Tottenham because someone took us. We all became fans because someone, an adult, at some point took us to the ground. Yeah. Took us to a match. You don't... Uh, don't get me wrong, it does happen. Some, we got fans all around the world who just watch on TV and stuff like that, and that's fine. I mean, where I am, I just watch most everything on TV. But yeah, you kind of feel that for match-going fans, for people who go and buy the tickets, it's like a tradition has passed on. People take their kids, their grandkids. They then take their kids. It becomes a thing. You've only got to listen to fan stories about it to realise it's generational. Oh, yeah. If they can't afford to take this generation of kids, you are losing a generation of fans because they'll be going somewhere else. And, and then don't all get me wrong, of a sudden, yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, every single Tottenham fan has another club in the football pyramid nearer to them. You know, a vast majority, even yeah. if it's like Leighton Orient, Stevenage, any of these teams. South End United. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. But you can take the kids there. And that's, that's who they'll fall in love with. Yeah, they might follow the team. Oh, yeah, my dad's a Tottenham fan, so I'm a Tottenham fan. I watch them on telly. But yeah. they don't go to the ground. And all of a sudden, you've got a 60-odd thousand-seater stadium, and half of it's, you know... Yeah, so, so it's short, sorry, but... Yeah, I mean, I could get... take the kids to the like the Southern United. I could take them to four or five matches. Yeah. Two of us, in the price that it would cost to take myself to, to one of those higher-tier yeah. games. So here you go. So the increase, the increased ticket prices will generate approximately two and a half million pounds for the year for the club. Okay, That's that is that is naught point six percent of the club's total income. Naught point six. It is literally nothing. Now, although Bayern Munich 
are not exactly my favourite organisation in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Bayern Munich chairman years ago was asked why they keep their prices so low in Germany for fans. And he said, because that's not where we make our money. We make our money from TV deals, from sponsorships, from branding. The amount that we make from ticket fans is so mm. minimal in our bottom line. We would rather have our fans in the stadium passionate sell out every week than exploit them. Yeah. It is it very, very frustrating to me. Now, the other part of this, which is what I really want to get across because I think is important, is... Everyone might remember some time ago there was a, a an FA with a government backing led review about fans being involved at board level for Premier yep. League clubs. And so Tottenham created the fan advisory board. And they yes. told us as fans, this is our representatives of the fans on the board. They would be consulted, discussed with they would be the voice of the fans to the board. And I yeah. think all of us sort of felt, okay, this is this is good, you know. It's a step course, in the right direction. Of yeah. course there's going to be corporate decisions which are over and above fan engagement. We all know that. But when it comes to stuff that directly affects fans, we now have a voice. Yeah. The very first fan advisory meeting... Every member of the fan advisory board told the club putting the prices up is wrong. Don't do it. We are against it. A unanimous vote of the fan advisory board. And the club ignored it. And yep. carried on. Not just ignored it, did a little pat on the head platitude of, Oh, you just don't get it, do you? Bless you. Stupid little fans. We're doing it. And they yeah. went ahead. So, it's immediately, good, well, if you think about it, they sold this to us as fans, as this is going to be your voice on the board. Well, a voice on the board means nothing. Basically, we heard your voice, and then we didn't listen to it. Yeah. It was the perfect opportunity to build goodwill. Because, like we've just pointed out, the increase in revenue is nothing to this club. That That's beyond nothing. People can say, oh, you know, we want to sign the top players. We want to sign, you know, we want to pay the top wages. We already do. You know, you only got to go into that stadium. The stadium revenue from people just buying beer in the bloody thing is more than this increase every home game. It's nuts. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So the Tottenham Hotspur Supporter Trust are organising a protest. Um... They are very unhappy with the way this has been done, and this is the first time the Trust has coordinated this. Now, I just want to say this. I've seen a lot, ever since the Trust did this, oh, where were you before? Why didn't you protest before? Why didn't you do this? People got to realise that if you've got an agenda where you're angry with the owners, don't attack people who are joining you just because they didn't agree with you before. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> it's like... Oh, you agree with me now? You think there should be change? Well, you're an asshole. Well, hang on a minute. This is how the club win. If we are divided, they keep winning. You have to be united. You have to come together. So, with the first home game of the season against Manchester United on Saturday the 19th of August, kickoff is at 5.30. A protest is being organised. Um, so, it says, please assemble at 3.45 opposite the ticket office steps on the high road. For one hour, it is a clear message to stop ticket price rises and to stop exploiting loyalty. There we go. So, I'm fully on board with this. I fully agree it needs to happen. Um, yeah. Everyone, if you're going to that game, please go and do this. You don't have to agree with all the EVA, Enoch, you don't have to be fully on board with all of that. But I think we can all agree on this issue which is damaging our club. And therefore, you just got to go stand there. you just got to be a presence, add numbers. So if you go into that game, please, I implore you to go and do this. Um, yep. Because the more people that are stood there, the more press coverage it gets, 
the more pressure is on the club to reverse this decision, which we can all agree is a stupid one. Yep. Agreed. Oh, there Agreed. we go. Right, I'm off my soapbox. It's time to do this. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. See, I haven't done this for ages. Spurs News has been on like hiatus. This is fun. <laughs> um, right then. So, uh, we have stuff from Instagram, we have stuff from Facebook. Your choice, buddy. Where do we go first? And I have one message that I've had coming personally. Um, okay. Well, let's start with that then. Go on. Then. It, it is from uh, our good friend Ryan, who messages in quite a lot. Oh, he, he's he's put one on Facebook. Oh, is he more on Facebook as well? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. messaged me privately just saying that he cannot wait to hear you try to pronounce some of the new player signings. Well, turn the forget it yeah yeah that was it that was yeah that was much better i can swear on this it's fine football fans they've heard bad language before this is true um okay so uh yeah instagram or facebook instagram instagram we have two um i just want to say yes i do still have everyone's personal introductions no i'm not doing it this week (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because it takes a long time to load, and i got to do this, and then that. Uh, anyway, I'm not doing it. Right. First up is Rock Me Amadeus. Uh, Rock Me Amadeus says... That's him. What implications does Joe Lewis' indictment for insider trading in the US have on his ownership of Tottenham? And do you think that when Joe Lewis stepped down as Spurs' stated person in 2022, it was because he knew this indictment was coming? Yes. You want to take this? Or um, as to... far as I am aware, it has absolutely no effect on the club whatsoever. Correct. And yes, I fully believe he got tipped off that, oh, you've been caught out, mate. And he's gone, not me. I'm not part of the club. Crack on. Not it. Not it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, echo that. Absolutely no impact at all. Um, and it's been massively misreported for quite some time. Joe Lewis doesn't own Tottenham. Enoch owns the majority share in Tottenham and he's out of Enoch. It's it's a convoluted way of doing it, but basically no. No impact whatsoever. The club even put out a statement to that effect. So yeah, it's it's all good. Didn't they they asked the media to stop calling him the Tottenham chairman, didn't they? They did, yeah, and it's still not happened. Um no. the Johnny Stark says, What are you most looking forward to this season and what are you most dreading? What are you most looking forward to, Stefan? Um, honestly, the new style of play. Yeah. The, this new style of play has got me excited to watch us again. Good old um, Postacoglu. And I'm saying and, it just because I can, Ryan, you jackass. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> and yeah, on, say, it, say, say and Postacoglu. Postacoglu. No, Postacoglu. Postacoglu. Hey, look at that. I did Click. learning. If yeah. you can uh, clip that and just play that every time I butcher his name, perfect. Nope, not a chance. <laughs> I'm no. going to clip the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also excited to see Madison. I am buzzing that Madison has joined us. Yeah, okay. Um, I am. What I am dreading is the lack of sales at the moment of players. Okay. The, the amount of non-activity outgoing at the moment. Yeah, you're, you're dreading surplus stock remaining. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am most looking forward to actually playing football again. Um, Under Jose Mourinho, under that other bloke. We don't talk about Um, And Antonio Conte. It was basically suicide watch. It was disgusting. It was awful. The football's been shite. I tried to justify it so many times. Like, yeah, but you know... Maybe we got a build from this platform. No, I'm done with that. I, I can't. This is this is awful. So that's it, cool it really was. was. We had like three or four games where we were like, "Oh, oh corners this, being yeah. turned." No, yeah. no, we're back on the straight again. Don't no, worry. No, this is this is this is steaming hot garbage, and let's call it what it was. Yes. Um. So we also now have. Wait, what are you dreading? Oh, sorry. What am I dreading? Harry Kane in a Bayern Munich shirt. I mean, I'm looking forward to that more than him in a Chelsea shirt. Yeah, that won't happen. But, yeah. 
Yeah. No. So there you go. That, that, that brought the mood right down for everybody, didn't it? <laughs> uh, okay. So now we're heading over to Facebook, and we open with a message that came in from Sean Palmetter. Hey, Sean. Sean says, which positions do you feel we need to improve upon to challenge for a top four spot if Kane were to stay? And if we don't make any more major signings this week, do you think Ange and his attacking style of play would be enough with this team we've got? Thanks, and it's good to have the podcast back. Sean from Canada. Hey, Sean. He's from Canada. Sorry. Did, did he apologise? What's that about? What's that about? <laughs> no, 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 he didn't. Uh, it must be so annoying when you're from different parts of the world and some jackass with a Bristolian accent sounding like a farmer shagged a pirate and gave birth to you starts going, what's that a boot? Yeah, that's really, really fucking helpful. Sorry, Sean. Sean, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely find a way to make that up to you. Sorry. Um, like Canadian National Anthem or something. I think it's called Let's Go to the Mall by Robin Sparkles. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a great question. What positions do you feel we need to improve if we keep getting the defence? Yeah, <laughs> that's like everyone's answer. Everyone's answer. All you need um, to do is go on any Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> or any post that Spurs official put out, if, if and it's just, defend. where's the centre-back? Where's the centre-back? Yeah, where's the centre-back? Yeah. I mean, we, we have we have added one who I'm very pleased I'm that we've had. I'm buzzed it. for this. Yeah, yeah. he, he is a, a very good player. He's still young, so people are going to need to... And also, we we're going to be playing a high line again. People are very quick to just be like, oh, he's crap. Look at that. That player ran off him. This is, this is the way we play again now. Like yeah. under Pochettino, you're going to have to be... Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we're almost going to go back to the, yeah, they're going to score two, but don't worry because we're going to score four. If we do that... Sort of care. attitude. I've got to be honest, it's, it's kind of madness. Um, just enjoyable yeah, uh, football. If we don't make any more signings this week, the attacking style of play. The, the problem is, is we can't really judge it yet. We can't really judge how effective it's going to be in the Premier League because all we've seen is pre-season friendlies. Um, the pre-season friendlies on tour, you cannot take anything from them really other, other than, than the fact... Minutes in the legs. Yeah. Minutes in the legs and you're also starting to see the patterns. I think that was the thing I took from them. Like We lost the West Ham. Uh, we beat you know part-time sailors or whatever they were called. And and it was all just about just seeing those patterns emerging. And those were the things I, I found interesting. Defensively, awful in both. Well, they, they scored with like their only actual attack. Literally, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, West Ham had four attacks against us and scored in three of them, which was mad. Yeah. And then uh, Lions City Sailors, that was them. They had like two attacks all game and scored from one of them. Yeah. But this is the thing that a lot of people did point to in his trend. I think I sent it to you as the stats. We created like... 20 shots against West Ham. Yeah, 30-odd against West Ham, like 40-odd against Lion City Sailors. It was like FIFA sort of levels of... um, Yeah. Like FIFA football levels of stats, Uh, wasn't it? Shakhtar Donetsk, we absolutely battered their goal again. uh, Shots and just... We are attacking again. And it's just so like, oh, thank you. (laughs) It's so nice to actually watch a team play football again. I think so it was, I th- um, you said to me, like, at one point, you you could hear Anne shouting, yeah. don't pass back, go forward or something. It's yeah. like, that yeah, must he, have been, like, semi-exotic, like, you know, erotic yeah. to uh, Yeah, it's just, fans, just hearing, you know. hearing the words, we don't stop, and his anger over the team playing for half-time. It's like, yeah. no, you don't stop. You play every minute to score a goal. That's what you're aiming to do every minute of the game. Wherever you've just scored, you go again. You're going to score again. Wherever you've just kicked off, wherever you're near full-time, half-time, whatever, you keep playing. And his annoyance at the team seemingly running down the clock was brilliant. He, you know, we don't stop being screamed constantly. And oh, I'm, I'm love all for it. it. I love it. All for it. Um. So, yeah. So, do I think with the team we've got... Going forward, I have no issues assuming we keep hold of Kane I think there's going to be a bag full of goals there yeah um, and if we don't obviously I think Richardson someone... could play in this system very well I was yeah. extremely critical of Richardson last season yeah yeah massively yeah. Um, but this formation this tactical way of playing yeah all of a sudden even if we keep Kane but he picks up a little injury and he misses a few games yeah. I'm not then looking at the bench going, oh, brilliant, it's the £60 million flop. I, I'm looking at it as, 
I'm looking at it now as in, yeah, Richarlison can come on, play this high press in the face of the defence running at them. Yeah. Well, that's what he does best. Yeah, yeah, and, you know? and just charging people down and creating yeah. hell, yeah. Uh, so on the actual Facebook post then, we've got Tom Perk says, really excited to have you guys back in my ear holes. Hey, Tom. Good to be back in your ears. <laughs> hey, holes. Tom. I'm in Tom's holes. That feels weird. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Tom? Hey, baby. Right, okay. So Michael Jasper Annis says, great to have you guys back. Looking forward to hearing your take on the new signings and the academy players coming through. Um, interesting, Michael. Hang fire on that because we're going to do like a transfer roundup and I'll talk about the academy at the same time when we do that show. I don't think that's a today show because the business isn't done, if that makes sense. So, but yes, please there do look a, forward to that. There is a that. few there, though, that could. Yeah, there is, there is a lot that could happen. Um, Alexander... McIntyre, oh, you gotta be Scottish with a name like that, haven't you? Alexander McIntyre. I was waiting for it. Was... From the clan McIntyre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says Sam, Matt, and that other one that will that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> I like him already. <laughs> um, yeah, the other one that won't be mentioned but likes to step in. Uh, so glad to start listening to you lot again. I think all of us took a bit of a break after last season. Things seem a lot better looking forward with Ange. Interested to get your thoughts on what you think of Ange Ball so far and where do you think we might end up at the end of this season? <laughs> um, last season at the start under Antonio Conte and the signings we made, I predicted we'd finish second. I, I, I was slightly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Not much, uh, some people were right I was less right <laughs> um, I don't want to make a prediction this year I know I have to um, but that's that's yeah I don't know I'll think about that um, <laughs> as for Ange Ball I'm kind of loving it because I think I've been watching this tortured counter attack crap for years now under successive managers and just seeing a manager and seeing a team want to actually play an attack is just like, oh wow I remember this I saw a tweet which made me laugh which is um, just came back from the Shakhtar friendly I didn't realise there was this thing called shooting finding it really fascinating and much more enjoyable All right, just, just quickly as you say about Twitter I have just had a notification come up on my phone from Twitter yep. he is officially our new number 37 who? Mickey van der Ven. Signed, confirmed and done. Wow. It's done. A new player and a podcast. What more do you want? And a defender. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Signing defenders. Is that is that like a thing? Are we allowed to do that? Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Apparently. We haven't done it for a while. It's a new thing. Our new number 37. See, that, that's a weird number to pick, isn't it? Must there must be a significance to it? Yeah, thirty. I mean, I'm I'm one of these old school that I'm like one to eleven for fuck's sake. Come on. Yeah. One to eleven, and then the subs twelve to twenty two. Done. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, I, don't I, know, I know. I know. Squad numbers. It's been a thing for a while now. So massively hmm. showing my age, but like, I understand. Like Ben Davies, thirty three, left back, number three. Couldn't it be number three, so he's chosen thirty three. That makes a bit of sense. Yeah. But yeah, apart from that, <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, like like in cricket, Joe Root picked 66, so it's Root 66. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I always felt that Harry Winks missed that. He should have been 40. 40, 40 Winks. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that on Football Manager when he was a young star. I'm 40. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that was a marketing thing missed by the club massively. It just... Oh, yeah. I'd have bought that shirt <laughs> just for the novelty. Oh yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're we're back. So so that's great news. A defender has been signed whilst we are recording. Rejoice, spread uh, uh, hallelujah throughout the land. Do you reckon it's too early for him to be in the uh, squad for the game against Barca tonight? It is. It ah. is. Yes, because he didn't get international clearance in time. Um, we also have a question from Barry Falls. Barry says, "Glad to have you back this season. Squad wise, twenty five players, eight home chrome." At the last count, we're at about 34-35 with two players currently incoming. 
Who's likely to stay and who will go? Oh, oh. now there's a podcast on its own, isn't it? Yeah, mate. That's um. Please hang fire. That that is coming. That's not today, but that is coming. Um. Who? It's it's difficult, and the reason why it's difficult is because it is massively dictated by Harry Kane. I think, which I know that sounds well, duh, but. The aspect beyond just losing a player of his calibre is the fact he's classed as homegrown, English. Qualified. Club club homegrown, nation homegrown, the lot. Yeah. yeah. So, at the moment, you have to have certain numbers. Now, we're not in Europe next season, because my prediction of second was slightly wrong. <clears throat> slightly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what we are is going to be thinking of trying to get back there, whether it's the Conference League, Europa League, you know... All, all the gods will in Champions League and we have to have a plan in mind for that and you have to have a certain number of not just homegrown players but club trained Yeah. now if Kane does leave then we would need to be signing players in our squad for the first team who are homegrown yep. and promoting at least one or two players and possibly Jaffet Sankanga staying you know here's a new deal Jaff we love you stay part of our squad forever please <laughs> because <laughs> we, we need, need you we need the club trained quota. Yeah. Now, if Kane doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jaff leave. Not because I don't like the kid personally or anything, but he's just not had the games. And I think there is a lot of interest in him. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of stalling on deals, which will suddenly move very quickly once there is a final, this is what's happening. And obviously with regards to Kane... The latest on that is Bayern have not hit our asking price. But unfortunately, as a fan, it does appear we do now have an asking price. Which if yeah. they do hit, he is gone. Like, there's this whole thing about if, if I play on Saturday, first game of the season, I'm not leaving. Yeah. Now, as lovely as that is to hear, to me, I'm hearing that as that is pure good PR. If on the 30th of August, Bayern Munich come in and the deal is finally accepted. They're finally, you know, bid us the hundred million pounds, not euros. That yeah. I, I thought was a bit sneaky. We can offer you eighty-six million pounds. Why? A hundred euros, hundred million euros. You said hundred million. Yeah. But I think if they then come in like right at the end of the transfer window and they accept it, I just don't see him turning around going, "Nah, sorry, lads, I've played two games." It. <sighs> I don't know. It's a difficult situation because none of us can know what's inside someone's head. No. Um, so I, I think we just got to park that and wait for the conclusion. But I think that is a little bit of frustration from a squad planning point of view. But also the other thing which I think's been overlooked a little bit is we don't have a director of football. We don't have someone doing this full time. No. And at this level, you need someone who is full-time getting players out as well as getting players in. Especially as our chairman at the moment is on holiday in Miami. He's not. He's back. That was a wonder. <laughs> he had business. He went for a couple of days. He came back. Everyone relax. <laughs> um, Matthew Fleming says, excited to have the pod back for the new season. Who for you will be the dark horse in the Spurs squad for this season? A new player that will rise out of Angeball. The Celso. Uh, I the Celso. am dying on that hill. I tell you, I okay. am well excited for him this season. For me, it's Yves Basuma. Keep an eye on him this season. I think he's going to yep. be very good. And finally, Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller says, do you think the likes of Spence? No. Villiers? That's the new boy. Scarlet, Divine, Doggy. Which, by the way, I've been pronouncing wrong. It is you, Doggy. You, Doggy. Yeah. I thought it was you doggy. It's not it's you doggy. Yeah. Which cracked me up because then people are generally saying, oh, how much did he cost? You know, so how much was that you doggy in the window? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'm so old. I make myself laugh. <laughs> uh, Para, are they going to be in and around the first team and get game time? Obviously, we have bought them all, brought them through for the future. But given that we aren't great at utilizing the loan system, certainly has to the past, you know, what's going to happen? Um, leading on to the second question, God, Ryan, you greedy sod. Given that we aren't in Europe, I assume we need to reduce the sod size. Yes, we do. Yep. Um, again, this kind of feeds into what other people have asked, and I think the element of the other thing as well is a lot of people don't realise is that wages in the Premier League are a lot higher than they are across Europe. So yes. when it comes to selling players, 
Premier League clubs might look at them and go, well, they've not really done that well at Tottenham, so you know we're not going to take a chance on them, yep. which is fair, which is the same as what we'd do. But European clubs are like, oh, actually, in our league, I think Davinson Sanchez would be good. Yep. But our tier for payment is, you know, our highest tier is Tottenham's medium tier, you know? Um, yep. So the players and their agents, which... I can't blame... Uh, the agents, I think, more than players. I think players want to play, but they rely on people to handle the business side of it. Yeah. Are quite rightly saying, well, hang on a minute. Here, you've got a year... Uh, Davinson Sanchez, for example, has got a year left on his deal, earning very good money. He loves living in London. His family's settled. He's got a young family. Yeah. He's a great professional, by the way. I know a lot of people have opinions on his performances for us, whatever. Let's not get into that debate. He's a great professional. He is. He's never caused any problems, despite even when the fans booed him. He's still, the guy just got on with his work. Yep. Turns up um, training, I, does his stuff. I saw, I saw a video of him the other day at some uh, London sports thing, and they had a big display for Arsenal, so he stuck a Tottenham shirt in front of oh, him. Oh, I saw that. It was amazing. <laughs> just, yeah. So, for all the crap he gets and everything, the guy is, you know, he's part of the club and everything, and... If he is earning X, and this is me just plucking a figure, by the way. They say he's earning 60 grand a week at Tottenham. His best offer elsewhere is 30 grand a week. But he stays for this season, earns that money, stays as professional, stays fit. He might not get game time. He might pick up a few games during the season. He might even end up training with the academy because we have to cut the squad size. But he still earns his 60 grand a week. Now, as a business manager, you're going to say, and then at the end of that, you pick a club and you'll get a signing on fee that's millions. And as an agent, I get a percentage of that. <laughs> so yeah. if, if we're going to spend 15 yeah. million to sign you, but yeah. we haven't got to spend that to get you on a yeah. free, well, here's then 5 million for yeah. holding out for us. Yeah. Perfect. You got it. So it is a very tricky situation with stuff like that. And there's, and there's a few there. Uh, Ivan Perisic is on very big money for our scale, but that's because we signed him on a free. So, you know, we didn't have to pay a transfer fee, so therefore he's on a high high wage. He would like to play... He's got a club he'd like to go and join, and we're willing to let him go for free. That's back in Croatia, isn't it? He wants to go back yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. But he'd quite like us... He'd quite like to still earn that wage. They can't afford to pay it. So they want us to pay the part of his wages for that whole season that he's left under contract. We are, of course, not wanting to do that, so it's rumbling on. Um, so stuff like that is where outgoings become tricky. There's so much more to it. People play football manager and they play FIFA and stuff. It's like, oh, just sell them. <laughs> just, just keep offering them out to clubs for a tenner. <laughs> so it's as a, it works. As a player of football manager, I can tell yeah. you it doesn't work on the game either because I still no. can't sell bloody Ndombele. Yeah, oh, I can. I'm offering yeah. it out for about five million, and no one still will pay bloody wages. Oh, this is this is so nerdy. This is so nerdy. Right, what you do <laughs> is you offer them out. You keep reducing it until you get people interested. Once they're interested, you make them make an offer, and you reject it. Then you offer it again, but a higher thing, and it keeps going up. They keep doing it, and then you finally you get the fee. Oh, there we go. There's a, little, there's a little bit of football manager tip for everyone who plays it. Not that I get any time to play anymore. Like, I start a game on it, and I'm like, yeah, this is brilliant. This is awesome. And like, like, five years go by, and I'm like, crap, I ought to buy a new version of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, life life happens. Um, so that's all the questions from Facebook. Thank you very much for all of them and the people from Instagram. Um, just very quickly, uh, I watched the Shakhtar the Nets game. Yes. Um, there's a couple of things I want to pick out. Obviously, Harry Kane scored four. Uh, very well-taken goals. Um, the fans sang Harry Kane, We Want You to Stay, sang his song pretty much throughout the game, which was great, and I loved that. That was, if you're going to try and emotionally, you know, tie the guy down, it was good. It was his daughter's fifth birthday as well, and she was there in the stadium with number five on her back, holding up a big five balloon, wearing like a little princess outfit, by the way, which was adorable. I mean, if the fans didn't sing Happy Birthday... Then, oh, I don't think they do. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Did, did, did the club provide cake? We all know how important that is. Um, so so that was that. But there was another thing that happened during the game, which I just wanted to point out, and that was uh, Cutie Romero. The guy cracks me up, and clearly his teammates thinks it's funny as well. Because during the friendly, and I'm doing this in air quotes, the friendly, 
there was a guy who was really getting on his nerves. And basically what was happening is obviously we're playing a higher line now. So the way QT likes to play is he likes to try and intercept the ball. He likes to try and get there ahead of the attacker. Yep. This system under Ange really suits him, you can tell. Like this kind of constant pressing to stay high up. Yeah, is to him down to a T. I mean, Christ, he, he played as a striker for at least one or two games last season. <laughs> yeah, where he just like, got yeah. bored, I think. <laughs> he just went up and uh, didn't he, come just, back. he just went up like, no, I'm done. I'm so fed up back there. <laughs> it's so dull. Um, so he he basically, he, I mean, he's loving life, you can tell. And he was having a great game. And there was this guy and he kept doing these, you know, the step over jinky turns and stuff. And he was dealing with it no problem at all. But you could tell it was starting to piss him off. About... I don't know, 10 minutes into the second half, if that, you literally see him go through this guy. And the tackle, by the way, was perfect. Took the ball fine. Yeah. But he left in his trailing leg and just scythed him. Mm-hmm. Now, I honestly think, genuinely, I honestly think the referee's looking right at it and he's seeing him play the ball. And, you know, it's football, it's a physical sport. But he has snapped him like a twiglet. <laughs> And but what makes it better is he then stands up, and I think I messaged this to you. He literally yeah. stands over him, looking at him like a hunter over his kill, just looking down on him like meat. <laughs> and yeah. the camera angle, right, just captured this brilliantly. He's looking at him, and in the background, Emerson Royale pissing himself, laughing. I mean, like, <laughs> literally, he's almost got tears, and he's walked over to Cutie as the referee comes over and books him. And I genuinely believe he only got booked because the referee's looking and gone, why is he stood there looking at him like he's going to murder him? And yeah. he's gone over like, like, the tackle was fine, but that afterwards, dude, chill out. Here's a yellow card. Yeah. And he just walked away like this look on his face, like try that step over shit one more time. Go on, try it. And he just dealt with him all game and then crack. Oh, but like man. the Spurs fans just like, yeah, it's not football. Cutie don't get booked. <laughs> it's just not. It's not, it's not a Tottenham game. It's going to be fascinating how he goes under Ange because I think with us playing front foot a lot more, he's not going to have to keep making those mental challenges. He's going to press high and he's going to be physical because that's his game. But he isn't going to have to try these challenges quite so much because hopefully he's not going to be under the same level of pressure because every manager he's had for us so far has been like, okay, soak it up, soak it up, which must be as a defender. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like... <laughs> 60% possession for the opposition. Oh, great. I'll just I'll just do the work then, lads. Yeah, no problem. Oh. So it's going to be fascinating to see how he goes. But yeah, he absolutely snapped him like a twiggler. It was beautiful. And I think... Uh, I mean, I loved it. Yeah, and it, it's him with uh, Van de Ven next to him. I think those yeah. two. Well, Van de Ven is pace personified yeah. and he's got height as well. So, you know, we, we conceded a goal against Shakhtar with this ball just over Ben Davis's head. Ben Davis is a great professional. He can't do anything about a ball like that. Whereas six foot four Van der Ven, he can, and he'll yeah. he'll deal with that all day long. <laughs> so, it's a great signing. Delighted that's done. Ever since I um ever since I saw him linked, and I just saw the kid's natural ability on the ball and his pace. I've been yeah, that's who we need. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. That one. I know a lot of people were after the tap sober guy. But no, for me, this has been the one. This has been the one I wanted, and we got him. Uh, left-footed as well, left-sided centre-back. Um, okay, so that is for all of that. Um, Brentford is our first game. It's coming up on Sunday. Yes. Um, it's live on Sky Sports for those who have it. For those who don't, I'm sure there's a way you can watch as well. Uh, <laughs> it, it is a way. <laughs> I have to be very careful how I say that. People get very cross if I were to promote other options um did i tell you about that i did that on here once i i um someone had asked him one of the questions like oh how how do you manage to watch every single game and i answered <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> what, like 30 minutes of the podcast being live uh the podcast was removed by itunes and i had to go in and edit it out oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the Premier League do not mess about with stuff like this when they, when it comes to their TV revenue. Oh my God! No, no, no. Yeah, uh, they are. They yeah, they take it far too fucking seriously. Um, but yeah, it's Brentford away. Um, uh, I don't know about you. I I can't call it. I mean, I want to go. Yeah, of course we're gonna go there and win. But I have got no idea because I don't know if Kane's with us starting. I don't know. I have no idea. Like this is a complete unknown. You can watch friendlies. You can watch preseason. 
And I watched preseason loads of times and felt unbelievably infused. I remember that time that Kane scored from the halfway line against Juventus. An incredible yeah. preseason, and it was like, ah, oh, yeah. this and is the did, year. And then, and then he had his usual year. August gold drink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just, you know, we won the Audi Cup. <laughs> just, uh, we won we the in... Tiger Celebration of Football yeah. Cup this year. Exactly, a beautiful trophy. Um, yeah, so it's all mental. It's mad. I don't. I have no idea. I, of course, I'm going to say a Tottenham win because that's what I want. I want us to go there, play good football, win the game. Uh, let's let's go for it. I'm going to say we're going to go there and win three one. Oh, I'm going four two. You mental, love it. But to us, yeah. To us, yeah. Okay, all right. There we go. And um, randomly, it's actually going to be Richarlison that scores two. Okay. Well, does that mean you don't think Kane's going to be there? Oh no, Kane will play a bit, and then you know Richarlison will come on either the wing or up front and and bang a couple in. We shall see. We shall see. Or, uh, yeah, Kishan, or Angie's going to be told, don't play Harry. Why? Eh, we're not sure yet. He said if he plays the game, yeah. he stays. Just don't put him on the pitch. Just I don't, yeah, I don't want to think about it. No, put, put him on the bench. Not, no, let's, let's shake that off. Um, so that is it. That is our show. Thank you very much for listening to us talk about all things Tottenham Hotspur. We will be back next week. Uh, it'll be me and you again next week because Matt's still on holiday. Is that all right with you? Oh, okay. Oh, we, <laughs> okay. we get to Ooh. talk about a game of football. Ooh. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. you said that very like. Oh, hello. I know. We, we get to talk about a game of football that's not via Dude. WhatsApp. That's that will be weird for Ooh. us. Yeah, yeah, very, very strange. Uh, but yes, but massive thank you to everyone for listening and continuing to support us here. We'll be back next week. Until then, everybody, you all take care. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description. Ooh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Ha, ha. Hey, Mickey. Ha, ha.